Hi, I'm Dr. Pam Peek, and welcome to episode 356 of Her, the podcast where you're going to hear the naked truth about her mind, her body, her life, and today, her heartbreak. Uh-oh, gotcha on that one. I thought so. We have a terrific show coming up. Just know that the episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. To learn more, hop on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. Okay, now here's your first reminder to click on the iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because I love your feedback. That's why you'll get another reminder later on. All right, without further ado, it's time for Her. Her, the podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. Ha. Huh. So what if I said there was a book called Heartbreak, A Personal and Scientific Journey? You think you'd buy it? Heck yeah, you would. This is a fabulous book written by Florence Williams. And today we have Florence on the Her Podcast to talk all about what this was about. She is a journalist, author, and podcaster, contributing editor at Outside Magazine, by the way, one of my favorites because I'm a total hiker, and a freelance writer for the New York Times and the New York Times Magazine, National Geographic, and I could go on, but you get the general idea here. She's also a fellow at the Center for Humans and Nature and a visiting scholar at George Washington University. And that happens to be where I did my residency training. So, of course, I love it. Florence, welcome to the Her Podcast. Hello, Dr. Peek. Thank you so much for inviting me on today. All right. Why did you write this book? I wrote this book because I had never experienced heartbreak before. Um, I had been married for 25 years, met my husband when I was 18, and I couldn't believe how much it hurt, how my body registered the pain, and then how I got sick, actually. And so the science journalist in me wanted to understand what was happening to my brain and to my body, um, why I had never heard these things about heartbreak before, having such uh, you know, an intense impact, really, on our health. So, so course, this happened as a result of, your, of the breakup of your marriage, right? Well, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to, you know, absolutely say 100% the reason you got sick is because of your heartbreak, but um we do know from the research and from the studies and from the science that I went deep on in this book that our immune systems really change uh when we're feeling threatened, when we're feeling lonely, when we're feeling grief, and I think these are topics that we all need to know about. Ha. Huh. So heartbreak can come from a lot of different sources, right? It can originate anywhere. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there can be romantic heartbreak. That's what I was experiencing. Um, you know, you can have heartbreak over uh, over climate change. You can have heartbreak over social injustice. You can have heartbreak uh, after, a, you know, a breakup with a friend. Um, any kind of sort of grievous social or emotional injury um, where there's a loss of attachment 
can be a kind of heartbreak. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so this happened to you, and you were fascinated um, with what what was going on. You know, what? How did you? How did you feel heartbreak? Take us to where you were when you were actually experiencing heartbreak. Okay, sure. I can take us back to sort of where it began. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, it, I was experiencing heartbreak for a long time, so it kept going. But but I would say that the start is when I uh, my husband handed me his phone to see an email from his brother. Um, only there was another email for some reason that came up. Uh, and it was uh, a draft email that he'd written to another woman um, talking about how much he loved her. And in that moment, I felt like my stomach sort of assumed a different position in my body. Um, I felt my chest tighten up. Um, you know, I felt maybe my marriage was over or it was certainly going to look very different. I didn't really know how. Um, and you know, that, that was the beginning. And it, it turns out that he, he was not having a physical affair, but he was having an emotional affair. And he was really in love with this other woman, thought he was in love with her. Um, that registers as a betrayal. It registers as a rejection. Um, it, it hits us in our core in a way that makes us feel really unsafe, sort of emotionally and also literally, because you know, our, our nervous systems evolved in the jungle and on the plains when to be alone, you know, meant that you were really vulnerable to, you know, meeting a predator or getting injured. Uh, as human animals, we're not really supposed to be alone. And our nervous systems register that and they, they sort of change. They change the immune cells that they produce in your bone marrow. Uh, and this is this is the journey that I went at, went on to find out, you know, what what was going on in my bone marrow and how could I get better? Did you, you know, I know that a lot of people out there have heard of the broken heart syndrome. Is this kind of what you went through? Uh, so broken heart syndrome is is different, but it's another example of the way that emotional pain registers in our bodies. So with Takatsubo, uh, what happens is there's some kind of big grief or emotional blow and it, it produces so much stress hormone that it actually changes the shape of our beating hearts so that even they can stop beating for a while or beat really inefficiently. Um, about 5% of all heart attacks are caused by Takotsubo um, and it's it's very different from a conventional heart, heart attack. There's no sort of plaque that's come loose. There's no blocked artery. It's really this emotional blow like literally changing uh, you know, the, the vessels in your heart. That's, that's amazing. And I know that this has, you know, been in the news every now and then. Um, and it's just so important to understand that, you know, mental emotions can have a profound effect on physiologic function and, and even anatomy, as you mentioned. Um, and so this is one of the reasons why what you wrote about in your book um, was so fascinating to me, was really compelling. So let's let's keep going. So you felt all of this, the chest, you know, that, that stomach tightening and the rest of it and back and forth. Take us through the journey and add some science. Yeah, and, and I can add some more sort of symptomology as well because yeah. what happens to a lot of us in heartbreak um, is that we can't sleep. 
um, we lose a ton of weight. I lost 20 pounds I didn't want to lose. Um, this happens to both men and women in heartbreak. Um, you feel really hyper vigilant, like you're sort of looking over your shoulder, you know, your, your main primary, you know, partner is now gone and you don't feel safe anymore. So um, for me, I, uh, I actually got diagnosed with an autoimmune disease, you know, some months after the split, which was type one diabetes, uh, which isn't, you know, so common in adults to be diagnosed with that. But my body was attacking my pancreas. And um, then I also actually worked with a scientist at UCLA and we measured my blood cells for um, signs of loneliness and heartbreak uh, in my immune system. So what we discovered there was that my immune cells were in fact um, pumping out more cells that produce inflammation and um, down-regulating genes that um, produce cells that fight viruses, which is not really a response you want to have in the middle of a pandemic. Yes. I mean, needless to say, the timing here was very bad um, <laughs> on the overall. Okay. So so keep going with this. So you, you have these um, external and internal manifestations of the stress, um, exactly. the enormous stress that just took place, right? Right. Okay. So keep going. Um, let's take it right through the journey. Okay. Um, and do you, where are you now in terms of in your mind, now that you understand you're a smarty pants now, you've done a lot of studying on this, you wrote a book about it now on heartbreak. Can you look back and see now and understand what your body and your mind was going through? Yeah, I can. I have this, you know, tremendous sort of respect for how our bodies, you know, try to look out for us and try to adapt to our changing circumstances. Um, I think, you know, that by by producing all this inflammation, our our immune system systems were, are trying to protect us. You know, they, they think that we're about to get, um, you know, bitten by an animal <laughs> or have some kind of flesh wound where we're going to need that inflammation. Um, and they can't do everything at once. So because, you know, presumably we're alone now out in the jungle, um, we're less likely to catch viruses, which are spread in groups. So it down regulates those genes. Um, unfortunately, you know, for the way we live now with sort of chronic loneliness and chronic stressors, um, this steady drip of extra inflammation is very damaging um, to our long-term health. Um, it's why people who've experienced divorce uh, and people who identify with loneliness have, in fact, uh, a 23% increased risk of early death. Um, they have uh, increased likelihood for diabetes, for um, heart disease, cardiovascular disease, um, for even neurocognitive diseases, so things like Alzheimer's and, and dementia. So the health significance is, you know, pretty intense and, and definitely worth our attention. For me, it created this urgency to go out and try to calm down, you know, calm my nervous system down, try to stem this tide of stress hormones. Um, and then do what I could to try to, you know, improve my immune system and get it back on track. So you started, you know, seeking out some really neat, it was, you know, we're going to go to now to your scientific journey. You, you were looking at um, scientists who were examining genes and biomarkers. Tell us what that whole journey looked like. 
Sure. Um, I, you know, the way that I sometimes do journalism, uh, and I did this in my previous books, is that I kind of do some experimenting on myself. So in my book, The Nature Fix, you know, I put on this brainwave measuring device and I walked around different environments like city streets and, you know, national parks (laughs) to figure out sort of where my brainwaves, you know, started to look kind of more more mellow, more relaxed. And for this book, I actually, you know, had, I, I, I offered up, you know, big tube, test tubes of my blood at various time points after the divorce. So, or after the separation. So, you know, what did my blood look like six months after? What did it look like 12 months after? What did it look like 18 months after? And I wanted to set up my own experiment too, because I had written this book about how great nature is. I thought, well, maybe nature can help heal my heartbreak, but maybe I need a really big dose of nature because I had this big dose of pain. And so I went on a 30-day wilderness trip, half of which I did alone. And I had my blood checked, you know, right after that trip to find out if, okay, maybe now I'm better. And, and so that was about halfway through the experiment. That was, that was the second blood draw. And so what happened was, and I, I worked with Steve Cole at UCLA, um, who he's an expert in the sort of emerging field of neurogenomics. He's the one who's looking at these genetic markers in your immune system. And unfortunately, after the wilderness trip, um, which was beneficial in a lot of ways, you know, psychologically, but it wasn't so beneficial for calming down my nervous system and improving my profile of, uh, you know, uh, inflammation markers, unfortunately, in my blood. And, and, and the reason for that probably is that when you're alone in the wilderness, it's not actually a relaxing state. You know? Yeah, I was going to say, you know, talk about looking behind <laughs> you all the time. It's like, exactly. oh my gosh. I mean, I, I would have gone with, a, you know, at least a, a cavalry with me or something. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I know. In okay. retrospect, yeah, that would have been a good idea. I mean, I had a, it was a great trip in a lot of ways, but it, it was, um, you know, it was really demanding. Sometimes it felt unsafe. Um, I had to just be wide awake and paying attention all the time because you can't screw up out there. There's no one to rescue you. There's no one to help you out. You have to really, you have to really be on your game, which, you know, feels powerful and brave and, you know, uh, effective in some ways when, when like me, you're, you're newly divorced and you're trying to sort of metaphorically learn how to paddle your own boat, you know, why not do it literally? But um, wasn't so helpful <laughs> from an immune system standpoint. Okay. How long ago was the divorce? Uh, the split was in 2017. Ah, okay. So it was before the pandemic. Um, thank goodness. I mean, I think it would have been a lot to sort of handle all of those things at once. Right, right. Okay. And so, you know, because I'm, I think that part of it is you needed to have some finality um you know uh to this i think that that's super important so knowing that you know there's a divorce and that you know we're done with this and i got to move on with my life kind of a situation um so i think that that's super important um but here we are and i bring this up because it this all occurred in 2017 so uh we are now uh, going on five years uh, with the new year, et cetera. Um, where are you now? Where did, what did you, what did you, you know, like, let's take sort of a bit of a fathom leap. 
um, because I want to make sure not to give away everything because the book is just a fabulous read. You are an incredibly good writer. But, you know, I think that, you know, toward the end of the um, the book, you're talking about some real improvements in some of your genes um, as they relate to aging, say, for instance. Um, and uh, I think that it sounded to me like you were in a whole lot better place. Tell me if that's true. Yes. So I, I mean, I could have told you I was in a better place just in terms of my emotional out, outlook, <laughs> you know, and my general mm-hmm. sort of feelings mm-hmm. of optimism and um, hope, I guess. Um, and then that was confirmed, I'm happy to say, um, in, you know, the last blood sample we did, um, in which, you know, by then the, the pandemic had just started and I was very happy to get the report that, in fact, my genes that fight viruses seem to be back online. So, for example, my dendritic cells, my interferon one, my T cells and my B cells were much higher. Um, and I also, um, Dr. Cole looked at some other markers, which were sort of interesting. One, as you mentioned, is a gene um, that um, seems to accelerate aging, and it's called the ager gene. And and that was one of one of the genes that changed the most in my entire huge genome, from the time of the split to you know several years later when we did the last test. Um, that gene. Um, the, the, the transcription factors for that gene reduced 90% um, since the split. So I was very happy that perhaps my, my quick aging process had, had come back to normal or slowed down a little bit. <laughs> well, stress can do that in a heartbeat and a half. That's I'm a right. stress physiologist as well as a physician. And I can tell you, stress will erode just about any one of these normal physiologic processes. So... You know, was there a time, maybe a pivot point, um, or was it super gradual, when you started saying to yourself, I think I'm going to be okay? It was frustratingly gradual. I kept hoping I would hit upon the magic intervention, you know, and I was hoping it would just take a year, (laughs) you know, and, and I thought maybe it was the wilderness trip. Um, maybe it was, um, you know, learning to seek awe and beauty. Maybe it was learning to meditate. Uh, all of these things helped a little bit, but I was like, why do I still kind of feel lousy? Why, why is this still painful? Why am I still having trouble saying goodbye, you know, to this man who was part of my life for 25 years? It's, it's really not a simple, quick fix with a neat, you know, period at the end of the sentence. Um, One of the incredible lessons I learned over the course of this heartbreak is that, um, you know, recovery is not a linear, it doesn't happen in a linear fashion. Um, There are peaks and valleys, there are ups and downs. Um, There's no such thing as, you know, kind of an arrival destination in which, you know, now you are 100%, you know, where you want to be. The heartbreak in some ways, you know, it stays with you and, and not always in bad ways, you know, to go forward with a heart that has been a little bit scarred, I think ultimately has made me a better person. Um, it's made me more empathetic to the pain of others. It's made me show up in a different way, you know, for my loved ones. Um, it's made me value the full range of emotions that we experience as humans. 
and not to think of that kind of emotionality as necessarily a problem but just as a part of being human and it actually makes you feel alive you know when you are sort of welcoming of that full range of emotions so lots of lessons there not necessarily the ones I was expecting huh and how much did writing the book um, play a role in your recovery yeah that's a good question Um, at first it was really helpful you know because it was me getting out of bed in the morning going into the field talking to really interesting scientists who were, you know, by the way, very, um, you know, sympathetic. They shared their heartbreak experiences with me. They validated, you know, the feelings I was having. Um, That was all great. But then I had to actually write the book. And that meant sitting down with this pain again, you know, writing these painful scenes like of that email, you know, and some other ones. Um, I, I think in some ways that that sort of kept me in the black box of grief perhaps a little bit longer. But by the end of it, you know, when I, when I was really done with the book, I had this incredible sense of, I am done with heartbreak. I am just done with it. I'm done with the, the, the name of the book, which is heartbreak, and I'm done with my own heartbreak. It felt like at that point, um, you know, I, I was ready for something new now. How interesting. So what are you doing today? So you're in a better place. So what, what, how do you define better place now? Um, I am sleeping better. I, my, my diabetes markers are actually much improved. My A1C, which is a a measure of my, uh, you know, glucose levels over time, um, have improved a lot. Although, uh, I am now on a little bit of insulin every day. Um, but even before I started the insulin, my markers were better. Um, I have gained the weight back, which I wanted to do. Um, I feel more optimistic and hopeful about the future. I feel like the people in my life who I love, I love more deeply. Uh, And I feel like I'm better able to sort of express love in other ways too. Love for community, an interest in sharing my story with the hopes of helping other people. I feel like I have this sort of renewed sense of purpose and mission in the work that I do. And we know that that also is really, really critical for having a healthy genome. Absolutely, no question about it. So you were betrayed um, by someone you had uh, been living with for 25 years. Is this going to be an issue for you going forward, this issue of trust, Um, uh, especially with, with regard to you know, um, a new partner in life, something like that. Oh, probably. <laughs> you know, they yeah, say that our, yeah. our past relationships really do go on to kind of cast a shadow over our future relationships. Um, but I've also learned so much more about, I think, how to be in a relationship, how to communicate my needs, how to be authentic, how to listen to someone else. Um, I used to try to kind of, um, I would say, you know, be in control a lot and, you know, project a certain amount of competence and and sort of a happy face. And now I'm just not so interested in that. You know, I'm interested in, in like the real stuff, both with me and, you know, with, in the people I love. I don't, I don't want people to sort of, you know, just smile and, and, and hide their feelings. Like, I'm just not interested in that. And, and so I think that bodes well, I think, for my ability to be in a successful relationship in the future. Hmm. Okay. So basically, you're smarter. 
<laughs> I'm, I would say... I would say I'm emotionally there smarter. There you go. And you're also wiser because you, what's the point of... And I'm wiser. Yeah, what's the point of life if you don't pick up a life lesson or two and then apply it? So you had a hell of a you know life lesson. But I think for all of our listeners out there in the Her Podcast land, yeah, there's hope. And yes, your body, if it's taken a two by four to it by um, a heartbreak uh, type of experience will most definitely, um, you know, ail. Um, it, it can become quite ill. And there will be multiple manifestations, mentally, physically, spiritually. There's just no question about it. And then I think that, you know, with tincture of time, um, with um, support, and with more information about what you need to do to be able to take care of yourself, during this time. Maybe you're just going to develop a new normal. Maybe you're just going to, you know, redefine your meaning and purpose based upon this. I'm a firm believer of in the midst of difficulty lies opportunity. And that's a little hat off to Albert Einstein's famous quote. Um, and it sounds as though that's exactly what you did. Um, you're, you're smarter now. You're wiser now. Um, boy, are you smart because now you know everything about yourself gene wise and otherwise oh my gosh you're like crushing it here um and at the same time i think what your book did was it impressed upon people um that this isn't some mental play only like okay i'm having a rotten night i can't sleep and i was betrayed and whatever the issue may be um that led you to to heartbreak Instead, this is something much, much bigger. This is a, an entire integrative um, experience. Again, mind, body, and um, spiritually. There's no question about it. And um, I, I think that what you did here um, was you, you gifted all of us with science as well as your transparent journey um, which I'm sure, as you mentioned, was fairly painful to share at times and to write down and um, to really put it out there. But this was this was really good. I think everyone needs to hear this in a in a big way. Um, I think it's it's an important book in that regard. And uh, you're, as I mentioned before. Uh, a great writer, um, and you had some great quotes in here. When it comes to learning, triumph is the real foe. It's disaster that's your teacher. I love that. I just think that I that love that was, too. Yeah, yeah, that was one of my favorites. You know, that whole issue of adversity um, and and how you hone your skills under adverse circumstances. So as we as we close this out, um, tell us one more. Uh, you know, kernel of information, of wisdom that you think would be very, very helpful? Yeah, you know, I, I would say my takeaway here is that, um, first of all, we, it would be great to sort of prevent <laughs> heartbreak. And one way to do that is to make sure that we are all um, a little smarter emotionally, that we raise our kids with emotional intelligence. Um, we teach them not to suppress or be afraid of their emotions, um, how to communicate and sort of be real with each other. So if you have kids, please do that. And then um, if you know someone who's going through a heartbreak, 
they could really use your friendship right now. Um, it, 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 it hurts them a lot more than it looks like it's hurting them. Um, so I would encourage you to reach out um, and, and help someone who's going through this. And then if you are yourself going through it, um, I, I would really take it very seriously. Um, give yourself the time and the space. Do what you need to do um, to feel better as soon as you can because otherwise it, it could take a toll on your health. And and to I love the fact that you said take it seriously. Um, I'm obviously you know, horribly biased since I'm a physician. I'm telling you right now, um, this could just take you down and it could destroy you if you don't really address the issue. That's why when you wrote the book, I jumped on that. I loved the issue of the science of heartbreak because I really feel... Um, that uh, people need to understand that this is a patient, perseverant process, and you've got to do the work. You can't just sit back, you know, passively and say, well, you know, I'm going to get better somehow. No, you're not. What you need to do is you've got to take care of yourself. Better sleep. You know, I'm a meditator, love meditation. Do you do that as well? I do. I, I, I really started doing it after the after the separation, and I, I still do it. I do it every day. I just think that self-reflection is important, and being in the company of people who care about you and support you, to your point, in your wise words, um, is so critical. No question about it. All right. I, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the Her Podcast. Everyone, we've been talking to Florence Williams. She is the author of Heartbreak a personal and scientific journey and run on over to her website to learn more about her work. And that's Florence Williams with an S.com. Florence, thank you so much for being on the Her Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a pleasure. And thanks for all the great work you do, Dr. Peak. Oh, thank you. And listen, everyone out there, run on over to iTunes right now. That's an order and rate and review the show because I love to hear from you. Why? Because I'm Dr. Pam Peek. I'm host of the Herb Podcast. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peek MD or Facebook at Dr. Pam Peek. And remember to catch every single episode of the Herb Podcast on iTunes and all of the main platforms, including Radio MD. Thanks so much for listening today. Please stay safe and stay well.